couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to Our Friendly World. Better, Stronger, Together. Hello. Preface, preface, preface. Today, bear with us today. We're going to make a very generalized statement. (laughs) bear with us just hang in there we have a point but before we start i gotta tell you we're gonna say some stuff and it seems like wow you're just putting a broad broad paintbrush on all of humanity and just bear with us and just kind of go with it here we go matt take it all Oh, so we've managed to live in one or three places across, been, yeah, across the United States. We've been traveling. So, you know, and plus we've been taking notes all all of our lives. You know, I have anyway. So this is through our travels. We've noted this. Again, bear with us. Go ahead, Matt. But I've never heard it phrased quite this succinctly. So the, the, the saying is, and this annoys at least half of the country. Um, The East Coast, which is, you know, New York to Florida, people are kind, but they're not nice. And then on the West Coast, people are nice, but they're not kind. So that's what people are saying. That's what, ever since I was little, I would hear that. Like, East Coasters are so gruff, they're they're definitely not (laughs) nice. They don't say hello to you, blah, blah, blah. It's not true. But, but because we have been traveling, I gotta say, there's a lot of truth in it. And if you bring people from the West Coast into the conversation, for example, we're in this neighborhood. So in this neighborhood, they ask you a bunch of questions. They're always aware of everything you do. And it seems, so... When you first start to explain this situation to people that are from the West Coast that are here, they have such a bad reaction to that. They don't even let me finish what I'm saying. And they're like, oh, God, that's awful. (laughs) What I'm trying to tell people is how kind and caring and genuinely interested people are in you in your life, in making things better for you. And before I have a chance to fully explain that, the West Coast people are saying how awful it is that we come across these people that to the West Coasters are just busybodies. (laughs) And I'm trying to explain, you don't seem to get it. This is community They genuinely have an interest in our lives, our children, where the children are going. Are they okay? Do you need anything? They're not like, hey, how's it going? Pretending they're your friend and that's it. And like gossiping behind your back or like just looking through the windows to see what you're up to. They're genuinely there to help you out. Like they want to help. 
anyway, that's that's what I've noticed. And there's a humongous attitude, almost a bluntness about the whole thing. Oh yeah, they're not nice. They're they're <laughs> very like ugh. Straight to the point. I I I was sitting on an <laughs> sitting on an airplane, and a gentleman next to me. I'm like you know I'm like you know jibber jabbering. That's what we do. And the first thing he says is, "You're not from here, are you?" This was on the East Coast, and I was like, "Well, no." He's like, "Yeah." Yeah, we don't we don't talk much here. <laughs> but that's not true because we've had so many people talk to us on the East Coast, right? Right. Like they, I I think they have to understand you're part of their community and then they'll talk to you. Here, okay, so I have a theory. Yes. But I don't want to cut you off. No, no. Go ahead. No, cuz you've been wanting to talk about this for a long Go. time. Go ahead. No, I don't want to take your thunder away. No, I have no thunder. (sighs) Fine. Okay. So I think the root of the problem, and this is where I want to bring it back to, okay, we're not necessarily trying to uh, paint a big brush over humanity and say, if you're from here, you're nice but not kind. And if you're here, you're... Kind but not nice. Kind but not nice. I, I forgot what I just said. Anyway, you know what I mean, right? So I think that the problem is being in a hurry to create community and friendship that we have. Let me, let me try to explain this, right? I just think that we are in such a hurry to create community and friendship that we haven't progressed past the introductions. We keep meeting people with our intros <laughs> And we don't explore them fully. We don't explore them further than that. And I think that that tends to happen a lot on the West Coast, more so than the East Coast, because everyone's in a bubble. People tend to drive more. I don't know. Things are just different. And also, the weather plays into it. Whereas... I think in places where they have more of a history of community and family and maybe less cars and harsher weather, you experience humanity differently. So you don't have time maybe for idle chit chat, but you're there to take care of one another. I mean, if you look it up on the Internet, like I kind of looked it up like, hey, what are other people saying about kindness versus Mm -hmm. niceness? Yeah, the the East Coasters, like, if they see you on the side of the road, your car is broken down, you, you have a flat tire, they'll probably curse you out, but they'll they'll be changing your tire. Did you read that? Right, yeah, they'll call you stupid, maybe, for going out with balding like, tires or something. Or, and how could you do this? Or, like, this is such a pain. Like, <laughs> you know, they'll be complaining while changing your tire. Right. Helping you out. Whereas on the West Coast, people are like, oh, they'll say nice things to you, but never help you. Well, they'll just assume you have AAA to change your tire or, you know, a tow truck must already be on its way. Somebody must have already called. But I just think that have we, everyone's looking really deep down for community, regardless of what they say. This is what I've noticed. Regardless of what people say. Like years ago when we talked about our friendship movement and what we're, we're working on, immediately people would get so offended and say, 
That's so unnecessary. I, for example, have lots of friends. I actually don't want any more friends. I don't need any more friends. Like, they get so irate with you <laughs> if you bring this subject out. And it wasn't even that I was talking about them. I was talking about society in general. Talking about, have we lost community? I feel like we have. And so I think that all we do is, like, you know when you meet someone? I'm, I know I'm all over the place, but when you first meet someone, Matt, maybe you've noticed this with me, there is such energy in that moment of getting to know one another that you want to let them know as much as possible about yourself, to learn about each other. And it may not go well. Like, it may not be a match, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, this is one of the reasons why we started this whole thing, because we realized years ago it's like dating all over again to find true love. But really, we're we're trying to find a friend. But it's like dating all over again, because you go through all this effort, you express so much energy and you put so much thought into it. And then you're like, "Uh oh, this person is not for me there. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's not a match. Right. And you have to start all over again. <laughs> so I think that maybe we have our introductions all thought out and all played out. Whereas I think people, I'll just say West Coast, East Coast, but let's just say the type of person. And let's use East Coast and West Coast as the types of people. I'm okay. not saying I'm not saying all East Coast people mm -hmm. are this way or all West Coast people are this way. And by the way, sorry, rest of the world to talk about America, <laughs> but I think everyone can understand what we mean. It does. There's always a certain part of a neighborhood that, or a certain part of a culture that acts differently or like behaves differently, right? So let's just think of it in terms of that in general. I just think that East Coast people don't have time for that kind of nonsense of a rehearsed, in whatever way, in whatever capacity, a rehearsed introduction. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? It's about getting to the meat. It's, it's just about getting to the heart of the matter. And it's about being there for one another and being kind. And I was thinking about this. I'm like, oh, no, I don't think I'm a kind person. Well, because nice people tend to say really happy things, make the person feel better. They're positive and everything, but will you go out of your way and change the tire? Don't, don't, you guys don't ever ask me to pick you up from the airport anymore. I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, dear. Do you know what I'm saying? I no. do. I'm like, oh, no, I need to work on being kinder, a kind person. It's interesting. Um, yeah, uh, the etymology of kind, which we've talked about before, is of a helpful nature, which is kind of what we expected. But then if you also look at it a little further, of a forbearing nature, which means they're standoffish. So it's literally baked into the dictionary definition. And then nice, the etymology, the original definition is kind of silly and foolish, believe it or not which is kind of interesting. And then even kinder, in German, it means child, which is, again, interesting. Yeah, because going back to the basics, I think originally, before they learned bad habits, children are kind. Right. They are very compassionate. And they're willing to empathetic. give what they have. Yeah. 
Until they start learning differently. And it, it starts very early. Until they find somebody who just takes whatever they have and doesn't, doesn't. Right. Tralala's off. Hmm. Which is interesting. Which is interesting. And I, I think some of that has to do with the fact that uh, East Coast is older than the West Coast. And so community is a little more deep-seated. And I then, mean, yeah. I mean, just looking at the architecture. Yes. Things are in stone. But also, like, as the towns grew up, it wasn't planned by Microsoft or built by this great commercial interest. Well, no. There are a lot of things, a lot of towns on the East Coast are built by commercial interest. Well, yes, but they were built by a factory that doesn't exist anymore. They weren't built around a they shopping They were built mall. around a modern, kind of like Hollywood set kind of atmosphere. Right. They were built around the train station or they were built around the grain and feed store or... Right. Like a lot of towns in... So we, we grew up in Los Angeles. And what always got me, even as a kid, was like, wow, everything is like a Hollywood set. It may look nice... But it's built to just be up there for a few years to get knocked down again. So nothing really lasts. And yet when they build a big box store, for instance, it's built for that big box store. And if somebody else wants to try and move into that space, it can't just be filled with any random thing. They can't divide it. They can't, etc. But you can say that about the East Coast, too, because you have these beautiful stone buildings. True. Right? It's like, how can you how can you turn this into something else? Do you know what I'm saying? But they do that figure it out. That doesn't make sense. They do figure it out. We were in a building and that, yesterday, mm -hmm. and it, it's now a commercial space, and I, I get the feeling it was originally a home, stately home, but, like, the bathroom was hiding under the stairs. And I think the bathroom was hiding under the stairs because when the house was built, there was an outhouse. And so they, they found an empty, small space that they could turn into a room and turn it into the bathroom. And the thing is, that building is still there. Right. That building is from the 1800s. Could be, yes. I mean, most of the towns, if you travel around, there are plaques saying established 1670. In some cases, like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the cases. Most of the cases, it's, like it's, it's later, but it's not... It's not the, the, the town I grew up in was founded in 1970, probably 1970 exactly. straight up. Exactly. Which is, wow, which, of course, sounds like it was a while ago <laughs> to anybody from California, maybe, but not, it isn't. It's a flash in the pan. But there are towns like Los Angeles or Pasadena that were older, but they had more personality. All right. So how do we get past the introduction phase? How do we get past the... Nice, nice, the, 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 How do we get past nice and get into kind? Past the niceties, the, the superficial niceties. Yeah. How can we be kinder? And that's difficult because we are all exhausted. Right. And maybe the East Coast because they're always rushing and running. And also the weather. Like you're always having to do something because the shift in weather. From hot to cold, cold to hot, there's always something that needs to be done. 
and you're working trying to make a living at the same time right so there is no time for dilly dally is that a word i can use i don't know i don't even know is that a derogatory we don't even know where that comes from we have to look that one up but there's no time for superficialness like you just get stuff done like yeah you look terrible are you cold you look terrible have you eaten come here let me fix you something right I just think that we are so stuck in that phase of wanting to make friends. And maybe we have the intros down. Maybe we don't. Maybe we're still working on it. But let's just even forget that. Let's take a cue from the East Coast and forget about the intros and go to kindness. And that kindness could be, oh, you spilled a drink. Let me not talk about the fact that you spilled your drink. Let me get you another drink while I'm patting you down and taking the, the stain away. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, let's let's look around and grab a napkin or a cloth to help you. Right, right. Rather than really dwelling on, oh dear, you've spilled. I mean, okay, fine, yes. I, I, I think I realize that. <laughs> you know, I found myself that since we've been traveling on the East Coast, I've I, I noticed this about myself that I have to fix is when we lived in Santa Monica, your boss came to our neighborhood uh-huh. and he was standing on the corner. I think he was waiting for you. And in our neighborhood in Santa Monica, if you drove out of the neighborhood, it would take forever to find a place to park right. when you came back because it's the beach town and everybody wants to be there. So finding good luck finding a place to park when all the tourists are there. So anyway, so you end up sometimes parking far away and walking home for a while. Like mm-hmm. you have a long walk with lots of bags. Don't even get me started if you have to go to the bathroom. One day I was coming home and I had so many grocery bags. We had just gotten married, I think. So mm-hmm. now I'm like, you know. Shopping for two. <laughs> making things cozy. Well, actually, yeah. You know, like actually cooking and stuff. <laughs> so lots of grocery bags. And they were so heavy and i had walked several blocks but i finally reached our block like the corner and the door was just a few feet away and there is your old boss your boss at the time just standing there with his hands in his pocket enjoying the sunshine and he has the nerve to ask me do you need help do you need any help and i remember like later i talked to you i'm like that guy is the biggest jerk what that what is that? Yeah, I need help. But if you're going to ask me, no, I don't need you. Get out of my face. <laughs> I was so angry. I still am. Like, at that, like, do you need help? Obviously, dummy. Yeah. But if you're going to ask, I just, I'm like, just get out of my face. I don't need you. You, no good, inconsiderate, dummy. Like, it means you really don't want to help. So you want the person to say no. So you're like transmitting the no response to me for me to say no right. to you. Because you really don't want to go out of your way. You don't want to be bothered. You don't want to help. Anyway, I was always so offended by that kind of behavior. And just two weeks ago, one of our really good friends on the East Coast came out taking heavy, heavy bags out of her trunk to go in the house Mm -hmm. and i stood there i said can i help you and as soon as i said it i'm like oh (laughs) i've turned into that kind of person 
because I also had stuff in my hands. And she, of course, she said no. And I'm like, okay. And I, I felt relieved because I didn't want to help. Mm-hmm. And then I stood there. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. And I put my stuff down and I ended up helping with the one last bag. And it was heavy. <laughs> No, I'm saying it was heavy because I felt bad. Oh, like okay. I should have helped right away. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with me? What kind of laziness had taken over me? Someone who's pretty conscious about this kind of stuff for me to act like you're your dummy boss sorry i don't like that guy right um i can't say you know i was very saying? pleased with him there at the end and for most of the middle too so so thank goodness i caught that about myself and thank goodness now i'm thinking well maybe i'm not kind and i really want to be kind i want to get past the intro phase of friendship and be fully in it and and there you go get past the intro phase i think Okay, so I want to believe I do well on job interviews, which I seem to go on far too many of. And I think one of the reasons why I do well on job interviews is because I just let it all hang out. I mean, I literally approach an interview without any fear, without any expectation. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, I want to work at this company. Yeah, I think this company's doing good work, dot, 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 dot. But I want to show them I want to tell I want to tell them and I want to see what I can do to show them who I am because they know who they are and if I'm not a fit I'm not a fit. And so it's kind of nice if you let yourself really hang out there because even if you bomb all the technical questions which happens a lot as a computer programmer they'll make allowances if you fit the culture. Like I always do well I tend to do well on cultural interviews because everybody has certain beliefs. But I know that if I let it all hang out completely, first of all, it's a huge differentiator because nobody does, because everybody wants to be, oh, I'm smart and standoffish, which is weird. But if I don't fit in, I don't fit in, and they'll flag me for that right away. And there's a niceness to it. There's a niceness to having that understanding that if I didn't make it to the next phase, that was probably the reason, not limitations on technical skills or anything else because technical skills you can learn but who you are is who you are but most people don't hire based on who you are unless they really 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 like you and that's just it if you it's like when i let it all hang out you either really 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 like me or you really don't and i think just going back to the business part of it i think people are in such state of survival that they're not thinking about people that they like having a good fit with a company you want to hang out with. When you're in survival mode, you want to get things done, put out fires, right? And and so that's... they're they're only going to think about tech technical, and not realize how important the personal is. You'd rather deal with a jerk who can get the job done. Oh, right? I don't know about that. I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty unforgiving when it comes to jerks, to be honest, myself. What do you mean? I don't have time. I I only have time for people who want to elevate my skills and want to get to know me. Those are the people I have time for. No, I'm talking about companies, the heads, heads, major heads of companies that are looking to hire. And, And that's just it. I think to me, the companies looking to hire, it should be looking to hire because they want to grow, because they want to... and 
on some level, if they're looking for someone to fix all of their problems as quickly and quietly as possible, well, that's awesome when I come to them showing them who I am because they're not going to want me. So I won't get stuck in that predicament, frankly. I think I'm getting lost. What I'm what I'm saying <laughs> is that they are in if they're in fight sur- mode. If they're in fight mode, fight or flight mode. If they're in survival mode, survival mode. I don't want to work for them. That's true. That's true. But I'm I'm saying most of society is in survival mode. Don't and you think? That's what's interesting. I would say maybe that's something that, in my mind at least, kind of differentiates the nice from the kind people. I think nice people are in survival mode. They're trying to do too much in too little time and they don't have time to help. And so they're able to justify their lack of kindness with, but I don't have time for that. I don't have time to take you to the airport. Yeah, it's all a facade because you do, especially, and maybe this is why it makes sense on the West Coast because everything is about appearance, much like the buildings I was talking Mm -hmm. about. Yeah, it looks like a mansion. But it's made out of cardboard, practically. Like, I can kick it down if I had to, right? Right. So you have to look good. Remember the term? It was Billy Crystal's character. It's better to look good than to feel good. That was the motto. I think it was in the 1980s. It was a character Billy Crystal played, I think. Maybe it was in the 70s. But I would see it on reruns when I was a kid. But there was this guy played by Billy Crystal and he would say it's better to look good than to feel good and I think the show was called Soap or something I'm not oh sure I remember working. Soap but like it's better maybe it was from SNL I don't remember guys but I do remember it was a saying it's better to look good than to feel good and I feel like yeah you you dress to impress for first impressions Yes, that's it's all it. about that's, the first impression. And that's where I think everything gets stuck. Well, and, and that's where our relationships are. That's why there's so much divorce. It's all about the first impression. We haven't thought fully, invested fully in the future. And I think that's the, that's the problem with lots of corporations. That's the problem with the environment, everything. And that's the problem with relationships. You're not investing in the long term like but no uh, i mean certainly talking about companies though companies are always are only as successful as their last quarter and that's the past and that's like so they they chase the world in three-month increments right. and what do you do when your company's and that's very american old? don't you think i don't think that's a chinese thing i i don't know but is it a japanese thing? it it feels like i mean think it about, feels really wrong it does i mean Look, there are, in France, all of oil companies, or in Greece, all of oil companies that are way older than the United States of America. Like, all of oil companies that are 800 years family-owned business. 800 years. Long term. Right. Again. What kind of West Coast thing can you think of that's that's like that and i know it's it's because you know when was california founded not that long ago it was close to 1849 yeah and you know the what 49ers. i'm saying so yeah they they are still young however everything just lasts for like maybe just a few years and it's recycled into something else and are our friendships recycled constantly 
because we're busy. We're too busy with the first, <laughs> they call it the first 15, but like, you know, first impressions. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I disposable is what I, I, I was looking Ooh. for. Disposable. Like remember the disposable cameras, disposable, everything like diapers, everything is disposable. And I remember coming home. I came home one day mm -hmm. from work crying. And I was crying so hard from like, just the boss was so mean. The whole, it was so toxic, that job. And I came home and it, this was Santa Monica and it was my refuge. It was like the sanctuary, thank goodness, for Santa Monica. But I came home and the landlord was there the owner of the building, and he saw me crying. And again, I think deep down, I think in their history, they're from the East Coast, by the way, came to me, held me in his arms. Why are you crying? And I could barely get a few words out, but it was obvious. I told him, you know, the job. And he said, don't ever let anyone think, don't let anyone ever make you think that you're disposable you're not but i think that's how we treat each other i think that's how we treat our friendships our marriages i think that's how we treat definitely people in the workplace and everyone knows it right. and that's why americans work so hard because you're in desperate need of that paycheck desperate you don't have time or money for a vacation. If you do take it, your job is at risk. So you are feeling like it just everything feels disposable. So how can you be kind in that kind of atmosphere? Right. It's all you can do to be nice. Because you're in survival mode. Because you are in survival so mode. So you're going to, how many jobs did I have where they would say, you don't look happy. That means you're fired, by the way. You don't look happy. Because I I couldn't I couldn't lie and have my face seem totally happy when it was a toxic environment. You could see it on my face. Right. You better look good. You better not be five pounds overweight. You better have the best outfit. But really, like what is the core of everything? What is, a, there's no core. It's just a facade. I'm sorry. That, no, that totally went totally negative. Uh, it's interesting. I actually went to a, I saw an author talk recently. And this author is currently a West Coast author. He's a science fiction author. And he's one of a few science fiction authors I actually like. I don't think I've ever mentioned him on the show, but anything is possible. You like his work. I like his work. Okay. So he shows up. Oh, my God. So he has social media presence. He has this. He has that. Everybody there was very excited to see him and the whole thing. And he proceeded to go on autopilot. I mean, of course, he read a chapter from his new book. That he's, you know, he's trying to sell. He's like, yeah, I want to sign your books and sell you books at $10 markup over the price at the bookstore, by the way. <laughs> Why? Because he had signed it? I have no it. idea why, but it was. <laughs> but anyways, that's beside the point. And usually an author will sign other books too if you bring them. But anyways, I didn't have him sign my book. Be I didn't buy a book and I didn't have him sign a book because 
it was like he was on autopilot. People asked him questions and it felt like he was quoting blog posts or he was quoting uh, Twitter or X posts that he had made. Remember, we used to call this phoning it in. He phoned it in. Do you guys know what phoning it in means? I think it's when we used to use the phone. No one uses the phone anymore. What what does it mean when you phone it in for other people in different countries? Can and you explain phoning it in? Phoning it in is just you're not you're not paying proper attention to it. You're not doing it the best that you can do it. You're doing it to do it to get it over with. And I guess it's kind of like when Matt was saying it's on autopilot. It's like you're not conscious. You're not there. You're just repeating stuff. I mean, some of the things turns of phrases he had were brilliant, but he did not come up with those on the spot. Right. He was totally quoting himself. It was It was weird. just a script, just reading a script without any emotion. There and, was no attachment. And I had wandered into this going, God, it would be great if I was the only person here and we just like sat down and had a real conversation. But would he be any different? I mean, there are people when you sit down with them... They're still going by their script. That's the only comfort that they know. And again, it goes back to the intro thing. Right. Is that's where they're stuck. They don't know how to go past that. So there are some people that you try to befriend or like even meet for coffee or whatever that you can't get past that. Right. So you have to really finesse your way through to like chisel through that huge wall or whatever mm -hmm. that is. To finally get at the core. And the thing is that most likely people like that, when you do reach the core, you have to you have to be ready for whatever that may bust out of there. Right. It may be gases that are noxious. What's the word? Gases that are not okay. That make Yeah, noxious. You know, like something that's been in a tomb for so long. <laughs> that needed to come out. Right. So what may ca come out initially may, may not be pretty. But you have to, I think we have to allow, maybe this is where the kindness can come. You have to allow for that and still be loving about it. Right. Uh, you know, all embracing of the person when that happens. But that's, again, that's because we're not used to it. We're not used to being real. We're not used to, being completely authentic and open and you know this is what happens and we're not used to people around us wanting to really see us who has time <laughs> hopefully that's a rhetorical question what do you mean well hopefully you're saying that in uh, in a uh, mm. <laughs> uh oh you caught me there no um Hopefully you're saying that as, you know, speaking as the most people in society and not yourself. Oh, I'm saying that about myself, too. Okay. I have to be completely honest. I don't, I feel like I've been falling down lately just because I feel overwhelmed a lot. But I'm noticing it in myself. I'm just being completely honest. Like I said, I'm like, oh my God, maybe I'm not kind. I thought I was, but I don't think so. I'm going to work on it. You have to use your muscles and pick up the heavy grocery bags for the other person. And you have to put yourself in the headspace of, I have time to do this. Or just do it. 
Just do it. Or just do it. But sometimes that can get me personally, I'll just speak for myself. It can get me out of my body. So if I'm not prepared to do something, that's when I end up falling down or breaking something. So I have to be fully in my body and comfortable about it. I can't just do something half-assed because if I do something with that full intention and pure love, it could come out, come across as angry and unappreciative. Like the person will not feel appreciated. As you're changing their tire. Well, I don't know how to change time. No, I know, I but, know. I'm just but, drawing you know back to our, the original example of being kind but, but I, not nice. I think that's where the East Coast mentality comes from is like they are busy. They are also dealing with family on a whole other level, I think, because I just feel like that kind of personality, that East Coast personality takes care of community. So there's a lot that's on their plate already. So when there's something else that comes up, yeah, they're not going to be nice about it, but they know that they have to do it because <laughs> that's who they are. Right. You're there to help. You're there to support each other. And that's why, like, remember we would hear New Yorkers are like, they're not going to say hello to you or smile. But once you do meet them, they're the greatest friends. Once you get to know them, they are a friend couldn't really say that about other people who are like hi you know <laughs> very superficial but would they be a good friend no maybe their their motives are for other things like business how can you help me succeed as opposed to i genuinely want to be your friend fair enough did you did you go through everything you want i to talk did about? you did i didn't hijack you this time nope i'm good okay well that's it so I'm absolutely going to work on being kinder. Me too. But that means I probably need more sleep. So I can be, <laughs> I can be in my body and be present, notice things, not sleepwalk through life. Fair enough. Notice details. All right. Love you guys. Hope that helps. Have a beautiful every day. Talk to you later. Be well. Bye. Bye.